Hello and welcome to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. My name is Julian Guderlei and today's episode actually is a recording with my friend David Block. David is a musician, a composer also known as the human experience and David and I attended a mastermind together in the jungle of Costa Rica. So have fun listening to this short episode ranting about mastermind culture about secret meetups in the jungle and what music and creativity and the space between the lines really are able to achieve and create for this human species we're part of without any further ado let me get you right into this conversation with david block aka the human experience and i'm here with david block at the freedom culture tribe in the jungle in costa rica and we're part of the Superhero Academy. Gonna drop into a, just a couple of questions and then feel kind of what the resonance is. So David, kind of the day and the last couple of days that we spent here, what is it that you feel is like most alive in your being right now? I'm a sensitive artist and I oscillate between a very clear understanding of the impact my art has on humanity and a um, a fear or anxiety that being that being an artist is not enough uh, and when I witness people who um, truly stand for something sometimes that 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 deepest darkest corner of my humanity uh, gets poked a little bit and um, what's feeling most alive and clear as, as all things kind of are, it's like a wave. Um, I'm at this, in the crest part of my wave where I am very clear once again on what a, a major part of humanity as a whole, the arts play and the impact and inspiration that my commitment to my craft has had on, on humanity here directly and as as the greater whole of humanity um, so that's feeling very alive for me right now and um, I'm feeling very alive right now because I had a near-death experience this is a couple weeks ago um, with, where my appendix ruptured and I had to go to the emergency room and it was pretty near to death so I'm, I'm literally just feeling this very deep sense of gratitude for my physical being and my ability to create and be a creator and be a part of this ecosystem and offer something real and tangible. I feel like there's a lot of gratitude in the way you speak about well, the human experience, which is also one of the uh, aliases that you perform as as an artist. Um, where do you feel is this, this, this value is kind of at in this narrative that we're building? So we are a bunch of superheroes in the jungle. We all are media producers or artists or well-being pros and we'll be going back into this world. And what kind of narrative do you, you feel you're, you're supporting with being this artist and, and what value are you kind of offering to that collective? That's yeah, an interesting question for where I am in my, my own journey, the, the hero's journey starring each one of us that is our life. Um, I'm, I'm between two worlds right now, truthfully. Um, the one is 
is creating positive change and, and impact in society, which is, I think, one of the reasons that we're all here together. And the other is um, a deep trust that whatever the great organizational principles of all of this um, are, and the, the thing that made this like this golden mean spiral, yeah. the thing that uses that to make whirlpools and sunflowers and galaxies, um, maybe has this all figured out and that don't change the world, change yourself. And that all of the darkness in our humanity is actually just perfect. And that maybe if we actually took a step back and stopped trying to create so much positive impact, we might actually create more positive impact. So I'm, I'm also, once again, oscillating between those two of how do I show up in the world my intention is to unify humanity by crossing cultural barriers with art and music. I'm clear on that. Um, but I don't know if I need to do anything or change anything. And so I, I am more embracing, leaning towards this idea of Wu Wei, of, um, of not forcing and moving with that into this world and into this thing and um, and my, my big insight so far of how I move forward is actually was through Charles Eisenstein yesterday where um, you know, we were asked to put together this ask offer right. like what is your ask what is your offer I'm pretty clear on my offer I'm a creative director I'm a, a creative consultant and, and, if, and I make music and art and if you want to use music and art to help create inspiring media, you can use it. Have it for whatever you want. Right. Uh, my, my ask is I want a larger audience. I don't want hundreds of thousands or maybe a million people. I want hundreds of millions and billions of people. I want to create more impact. And then through talking to Charles and about morphic resonance, for the first time in my life, I, I actually took a step back into my own success and that maybe I actually already have impacted the, the perfect amount of people. Maybe I don't need to expand my audience. Maybe I just need to impact, just focus on creating the most valuable connections or content. Does this pod, does this interview need to go to 10 million people? I don't know. Maybe it'll go to the right five people. So that's what I'm stepping into here. Wow, I, I think that's immensely powerful, and I feel like you're you're touching on something that is really alive in, within me and this whole collective here, which is at the core of our mission is actually connection, and connection. Like, yeah, there's this ambition in all of us, like billions of people. But I think this is clear: we are connected as billions of people, mm -hmm. and some of our messages will travel that far. Mm -hmm. But the joy actually is really in the connection, right? Mm -hmm. What I love about art, and I'd love, I'd love to hear a little bit more of what's like coming up in your heart about that. What I love about artists and musicians especially is that music clearly is frequency. Music mm -hmm. clearly is a vibe, right? And when I see you and your element, like you're feeling the vibe, everyone is feeling the vibe. Literally their bodies are moving, their hearts are pounding in that rhythm. It feels to me like being a musician is like 
one of the clearest manifestations of playing as work. Mm. Can you riff on that a bit? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, in, in Hinduism, they call this whole thing Leela. That means play, uh, which I really love. That this is just that this is just a big play. It's a big game. Um, you know, and if you love you, if you love your work, you never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. But that um, can be challenging. You know, when you make your passion your profession, and we're not out of this old paradigm we haven't made the old system obsolete as we were talking about with the that buckminster fuller quote in order to change something you don't fight against it you build something new that makes the old one obsolete we're not we're not there yet um i still have to choose uh i well i don't have to but i choose very particularly where i share my music and where i get to allocate my time i don't get to be in my studio doing anything i want making music all day yeah um so it is a very delicate balance of being able to play yeah and also work um that being said um music is magic and um I had a really interesting experience recently in this last six months with the, the spirit of music and I was in a plant medicine ceremony and I surrendered. I didn't know what was going to happen and, and I was visited by the spirit of music and the spirit of music came to me and said, um, this is not a joke. Like oh, wow. what you're doing, it, yes, it, you're, ha- you're enjoying it. But just understand the gravity of what you're doing and that this is real magic. Um, and, and what you have the opportunity to do. So just, it's, it's, not, it's not so serious, but it's so serious. So just be aware <laughs> of that. The responsibility. Uh, the responsibility, you know. Um, wow. And it's like that. Superman, right? Is that the Superman quote? With great power comes great... Spider-Man. Spider-Man quote. With great power comes great responsibility. Totally. And as I... I notice as I grow, there is this certain sense of play. I have a really good time when I play music most of the time. Yeah. But that's only if I'm in a place where there's uh, a giving and receiving from the audience. Last night I had a blast. We had an incredible cacao ceremony. We were singing circle songs around a fire in the jungle. It's raining. We're uplifting yeah. each other. It's like I felt that. That was such a joy for me to play. Um, that, that hasn't always been the case for me. You know, like I remember one of the most challenging moments in my life was a couple years ago. I had the very first concert where I couldn't wait to get off stage. Mm. And that was one of the most heartbreaking experiences I've ever had in my career I couldn't have imagined that that was even a possibility like yeah. I'm getting paid to play music that I made mm-hmm. like I don't you know no requests no Despacito or Ricky Martin <laughs> you know like, it's not like it's like uh, like I get to play what I want um, and I had this feeling of, of feeling broken and, and it was I wasn't getting that from my audience so I think one thing that's so magical about um, the spirit of play yeah. is that and, and being able to have a profession where I, I play music 
and I'm in a playful environment is that it's a two way, it's a two way street, you know, it's a connection and it's very real. Um, and you know, last night, for example, I, I really, I felt that. Um, and I feel that here in this kind of environment, I think we're, we're cultivating, um, this experience of expansiveness Hmm. and, um, so yeah. as you kind of going into that experience that we're cultivating here, what I'd love to know from you, David, is what is what does freedom culture mean to you? We're in this interesting space right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of us have been born into a free world, myself included. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a white American male. You know, I that's about as free as you get. Uh, without having to deal with a lot of the oppression that you get if you're born into a a person of color, uh, a woman uh, from a developing nation, uh, all these things. um, But but freedom is not a given, you know? And and even in this, one of the freest countries on earth, it is not a given. and so for me, this freedom society is, is, is radical self-expression. It's, it's being able to uh, be a vulnerable, emotionally empowered man. It's being able to share how I feel about something without being judged. It's being able to cry and feel strong and, and powerful. It's um, being able to, you know, when we did that exercise the other night yeah. where we do the honey, which is the, yeah. the Polynesian sharing of the breath and the forehead, it's like, you know, for many men around the world, that is like, you're just it's homophobia or totally. like, um, we don't have necessarily even freedom within our sexuality to be able to bond together as brothers. So for me, um, I feel like we're really embodying freedom culture here and that is being able to be um, honest vulnerable um, expressed mm. like I can wear colorful rainbow shorts Whatever you choose. and like go swim naked in the ocean yeah. and I know no one's bothering me and not only not only can I do it but the women here feel safe mm. to do that and I think that's a really beautiful component and, and a reflection um, are the children safe here do the women feel safe here um, do they feel safe to express themselves do they uh, and and I think that that container is, is alive here yeah and uh, yeah cool I, I, that's very powerful I hear you say that freedom culture is radical self-expression honesty starting with oneself right mm-hmm vulnerability and then then also this what it kind of creates the ripple of impact of these values which is a safety space or a safe container to just let me be julian let, let you be david and and our gifts and purposes go into the world mm-hmm, exactly and I, I love to share that because david and i before we got to chat at all <laughs> <laughs> we were part of a man circle here at uh, the freedom culture the superhero academy and we were doing the honey as you said that like forehead to forehead really close to each other we hugged i think for like five minutes yeah. breathing together and yeah. i'm gonna be honest like parts of that are uncomfortable 
Yeah. But it is that like vulnerability and being okay with it for like what, 20 minutes? Yeah, you're not gonna die. <laughs> no. And then this instant, like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually trust you. That this trust is, is just yeah. magical manifestation. It's great saying that uh, you don't grow when you're comfortable. Mm. You know, it's like you have to push the boundary a little bit. And, mm. and uh, you know, there were moments where of, of that men's circle, where I was like, I think I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go now. I'm tired. And then like all the excuses yeah. and the, the doubt of saying whatever it is and, and and sometimes you just have to push through that and and that's how we expand is when yeah. we when we push the edge you know and, and, and then now you have a new spectrum you know of like I knew that I could I was here before and I've expanded here now nice and I think that's what we have the opportunity to do so you're just talking about expanding and growing. How has the Superhero Academy experience been for you so far? One thing I'm really enjoying is the not over-programming, allowing for these moments. Yeah. Um, I think at the end of the day, what we all want is more connection. That's what we want, you know? Like, and that's what we're cultivating through uh, these men's circles, being able to connect and reclaim our power as men together with the women in the women's circle being able to embrace each other as sisters and as we're moving out of a competitive comparative model of society into a collaborative model and that's really where, I, where I'm at and what we're doing is that the, making the old system obsolete is moving from a scarcity mindset into an abundance mindset moving from a comparative and a competitive model into a collaborative model. And it's hard to quantify how that's happening in at like at Superhero Academy. Like, did I meet my next business partner? Actually, maybe. Uh, did I meet someone new to collaborate with? Very possibly. Um, did I hear one quote? that impacted me that and that will impact me for the rest of my life yeah that's already happened and I got two more days Wow. Um, and I think one of the most important and valuable aspects of that has been allowing space and so uh, you know as a composer if I put too many sounds together you would just have a bunch of noise right. it's really the space between the notes that define the music and I feel like it's the spaces between all of these brilliant talks, you know, whether it's the, with Charles or Amanda from Buckminster Fuller Institute, yeah. or even being able to give my talk or my musical offering here. Um, and it's these spaces in between which are allowing for these moments, which are the, mm. um, I think, some of the most valuable for me. Wow. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having the space to sit together and to, to share kind of what's going on on the inside and how you're experiencing all of that. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. I hope you enjoyed this short episode right out of the jungle in Costa Rica. If you want to check out this place we spent some time at, it's called Punta Mona. It's a permaculture farm at the southern tip of the Caribbean side of Costa Rica and I highly recommend to get in touch with these guys if you have anything to offer in the world of permaculture to a village in the making in the building so 
make sure to follow the podcast on Facebook, iTunes, and or Spotify, Green Planet Blue. Wherever you are, have yourself a stellar day.